Hello, everyone. This is Mike Sedan with the Crucial Talks podcast. There is a ton of stuff going on in my life right now, and I'm sure your lives are as busy as mine. So thank you for taking the time to listen. Even though I'm busy, if you're willing to give me your time, I'm willing to put in the time to record these episodes. Earlier this week, a friend of mine had an experience that I thought deserved to be talked about. She was trying to hold a discussion with a group of passionate people. They ended up categorizing her in the same group they felt was against them and treated her like they would the villains they had created in their own minds. She made this very poignant statement. And basically what she said was, what these people did was divide them further and they wasted the potential of people working together. What I took this to mean was that they were so blinded by their differences that they created an even larger gap between them and who they considered their enemy. Think about two boxes sitting on the table in front of you. One says in-group, and the other says out-group. Actions, words, and thoughts can either bring these two boxes closer together or drive them further apart. And that is the paradox of what I talk about a lot, social identity and self-categorization. The paradox, or the question that comes to mind is, we know we need cohesion for society to exist. So if we need cohesion so badly, and we do, how can we also be driven apart? That is the paradox. So the key takeaways you're going to get from this episode are, first, societies, groups, companies, families are all made up of individuals. But it's how these individuals group together that is fascinating and allows us to get things done as the social storytelling animals we are. Second, the groups people belong to drive how they experience life. And third, stereotypes will drive people to exhibit certain behavior. This can mean the stereotypes they project onto others, but it can also mean the stereotypes they adopt for themselves. Let's talk about the interesting fact that societies are made up of individuals, but these separate people end up grouping together in patterns. Think of it this way. Imagine a microscopic image. You see threads sticking out and weave together. Then the microscope starts to back away, and as the view gets further away, you lose the view of the individual threads, and now see a mosaic pattern of fabric starting to form in front of you. People are the same way. Our societies are made up of individuals that group into categories. If you look really close, you see each individual person. But as you back further away, you see that they are grouping into similar categories. That's why this approach to understanding what drives people is so valuable. It doesn't matter if the people you are trying to understand live in North Korea or North Dakota. They are social animals that group together. And these groups share beliefs, language, and behaviors. From the largest national groups to the smallest teams in a company, these groups drive people's behavior, and they drive how people are experiencing what is happening around them. And this is the second key takeaway. People form into groups, and these groups they belong to can dictate how they experience life, and therefore how they deal with things happening around them. Think back to my friend who was treated as an enemy by people she really did want to help. It didn't matter what her true intentions were. It didn't matter that a different tact by the group could have resulted in significant forward progress. 
That stuff is way too rational, too analytical. To them, they were experiencing that moment with her as part of the enemy. It was a battle to them. It wasn't collaboration. And as a result, they acted a certain way. These groups we belong to have a huge impact on how we experience life. Much of what we do, how we treat others, how others treat us, is driven by the stereotypes people use to make sense of other people. I'm not saying stereotypes are right or wrong. I'm merely saying they just are. It's like the term bureaucracy. Some people use it as a negative term, but that doesn't help us get things done because we aren't recognizing that bureaucracy just is. It's a condition that we just need to recognize and then work with. So let's listen to this quick clip from Rocky 3, where Rocky is battling Thunderlips in a charity match. Oh, and as a quick side note, I was visiting a friend in Tampa a few years ago when we went to Hulk Hogan's restaurant, where I not only got a picture with Jimmy Hart, but also got to see Thunderlips memorabilia from that movie. All right, you guys, you know this is for fun, so take it easy and give him a good show. Listen, uh, after the match, how about if, uh, we get a Polaroid together, okay? Uh, you're in trouble. Man. I'm gonna break him in half like this. Seems like lately everybody wants to beat me up. Stay away. Make faces. Move around the ring. Got it, kid. All right. He is the ring. I get nervous every time he does that. You move pretty fast for a big guy, you know that? Listen, why don't we just move around a little bit, you know, like, give him a good show. First, I'll chase you and you chase me, okay? How's that? All right? Go eat. Here you go. Huh? Okay? Hey, away, huh? That hurt, all right? Don't mess with me. How's that? Okay? Not bad, huh? Thunderlips has gone absolutely berserk. Oh! 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 Blast off me, I don't need this. Get out 
So it may not seem like there is a link between this clip and what my friend went through in her meeting, but stick with me for just a second. Rocky entered this match thinking it was going to be for fun, thinking it was just for charity, that they were both there for charitable reasons. Rocky was playing a different game and playing a different role than Thunderlips was. And as a result, Rocky felt the pain. So he changed his lens and changed his role. He recognized the stereotype he had first used to judge Thunderlips was wrong. He quickly changed the stereotype, cut off his boxing gloves, and was able to deal more effectively with Thunderlips. After the match, Thunderlips also underwent a change. We hear it in the exchange between Rocky and Thunderlips. Rocky says, Why'd you get so crazy out there? Thunderlips replies, That's the name of the game. So think about the game my friend had to deal with. Who was playing what role? The people she was talking to played a role they knew how to play, even though it was detrimental to the process and didn't help. They weren't acting rational from an outsider's point of view, but they were acting totally as expected from their own lens. Just like in the scene we listened to, Thunderlips was playing the role he knew how to play while in the ring the only role he knew how to play, and he acted accordingly, and Rocky suffered for it. What stereotypes were they using to drive their behavior? In that meeting with my friend, they stereotyped her as the enemy, as someone who wasn't there to help, even though this was not true. Thunderlips did the same thing. Rocky was painted as an opponent, not as a fellow, well-known figure at a charity event. What was the game they were in? The game they were in was not one of mutual concern and working toward a common goal. They were in a game of conflict, and they played that game. Thunderlips did the same thing. His game wasn't charity when that bell rang. His game was a professional wrestling match, and that's the game he played. So the next question is, who made the rules? In my friend's interaction, the rules she had to deal with were that of conflict and contention. A meeting where people have a common goal and are working toward collaboration have different rules than one where people seek and expect conflict. Thunderlips was playing by pro wrestling rules. Rocky was not, and we saw what happened. Then Rocky had his gloves cut off, accepted the new rules, and was able to deal with the situation more effectively. So the next question is, who knew the rules? In my friend's experience, she didn't know the rules right off the bat. She had to learn them as she went, and she had to adapt. Rocky did the same thing. Thunderlips knew the rules right from the beginning. Rocky had to learn them. 
Once he did, his actions were able to change. So the next time you have a chance to ask these questions, try it and see if it helps you deal with the situation. It could be the next time you go to a meeting, deal with your boss or subordinates, try to get funding for a project, dealing with a salesperson when you're trying to make a purchase, or even just watching a movie. Ask yourself, who is playing what role? Then ask yourself, what stereotypes drive their behavior? Follow that with, what game do they think they're in? Next, who is making the rules for that game? And finally, who knows the rules? Who is playing what role? What stereotypes drive their behavior? What game do they think they're in? Who is making the rules? And who knows the rules? Even if you're just watching a movie, asking these questions doesn't take a lot of time and helps you practice thinking about roles and rules. This will help you be more effective in different situations and dealing with different people. Diversity, like stereotypes, is a condition we have to deal with in many different situations. Asking a few questions can only help you deal more effectively in these situations. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you found some value in it. Please visit www.crucialtalks.com and reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you, ask any questions you may have, hear any feedback you may have. And if you have any questions about the presentations I give to organizations, I'd love to talk to you about that also. If you have any ideas on what you'd like to hear about in the future, please let me know via email or on LinkedIn or via the website. Have a great week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people.